Hey, warrior, if you're enjoying everything you're hearing on this podcast, imagine meeting with me every week. Women across the country are joining the Warrior Women Mastermind, a 12-week experience in a small curated group of women hand-selected just for you. Whether you're feeling stuck, afraid to use your voice, not making the money you want, or just feeling uh, meh, come join us. The Warrior Women Mastermind is the boost you need. Connection, accountability, and women you'll love. Schedule your call with me to learn more. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to lizswadick.com. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. Welcome back. I know you're joining week after week, and I appreciate you. Well, today is a really, really special episode, really a personal episode, because I have this guest coming back again for a full circle moment. Have I told you that coaches have coaches? Yes, they do. So my coach, my mentor coach is joining us. And we're going to talk about my journey to becoming a coach, how I have changed my life, my family's life, all the different ways that I have up-leveled and changed my life over these past couple of years. She is going to offer gold to you today. So make sure you listen and share this episode. It's also going to be a two-part one because guess what? There's so much gold, I had to make it into a part one and part two. I am really proud to share this with you because this is how I am thinking, what I am feeling about my life and about what I've learned from this glorious woman. So enjoy. Love you, warriors. All right, Carrie Murray is back with the Bra Network. Carrie, I heard you have some news for us. Last time you came on and you t- we talked about the Bra Network, this time you're expanding? What's going on? Huge, exciting news. We're growing, we're getting bigger. We have new members coming in from all over the country. So now we're getting back to having in-person events and they're coming to a city near you. We've got them in Houston, Austin, Boston, Portland, Ventura, Orange County, San Diego. We're coming for you. Oh my God, that's so exciting. So you can live anywhere. I love this. So Carrie, what do you think it is about Bra Network that makes it so special? Well, why don't I ask you? You've been a huge cheerleader for me, a huge champion for the women of this network. What do you like about Bra Network? Oh my gosh, Carrie. Well, if I mean, put me on the spot, why don't you? But I will say that I love the collaborative nature of everything Bra stands for. Whether we're hiring each other, whether we're going to events together, we're referring clients to each other. It's just a good feeling to collaborate and be in the space with some dynamic women. We can learn about money. We can learn about business. We can learn about LinkedIn, but we also can learn about spirituality or we can learn about self-care. So you really have something for everyone. I think it's really one of the best networking groups out there, which is why you know I'm your biggest fan. Why, thank you. (laughs) So everybody needs to join the Bra Network. Join now because the prices are increasing and it's coming to a city near you. So let's go. Warrior 2. Where do they go, Carrie? How do they join? Good question. Bra-network.com and use that code warrior2 for 20% off. Okay, today on the podcast, oh my word, I'm going to try not to like ball through the whole podcast, but I have so much fun with you, I can't cry the whole time. 
I'll cry a little bit. I'm going to make it. I'm going to cry a tiny bit and then I'm going to laugh some. I'm just playing that up. Today on the podcast is a full circle moment because Tracy Litt is returning. You may remember Tracy. She came on the podcast and she blew my mind with the idea that you don't have to believe everything you think. And that has started the wildest journey of my life. We're going to talk about that today. But Tracy Litt is the CEO of The Lit Factor. She is a quantum embodiment mentor and the creator of Mind Magic. She's also my mentor coach. I certified in her Mind Magic program, which has changed my life and my whole family's life and everybody I work with's life. And so welcome to the show, Tracy Litt. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I could just watch you talk all day. I feel the same. I feel the same. I'm so glad to have you here today because it is a full circle moment. When I had you on the podcast, you were recommended to me by Hillary Gadsby of Boss Talks. And she asked me to have you. She said, oh, yeah, you need to have Tracy on. And when I had you on, you know, I just thought we were just going to be best friends. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, wow, that was a great conversation. We're going to be best friends. But I did think it was curious. You were the only person... And I'm trying to think, you might still be the only person that made me pause. I was like, I don't have to believe everything I think. Thoughts are options. That had never even been an option for me. So what in that moment, did you, when I said, you just made me pause, do you remember that moment? What was your take on that moment? Did you see my mind explode on the camera? Yes. Yes. And just to sit in that spaciousness because- That's what happens when you take that in, right? So everyone that's hanging with us, if you happen to hang past in that episode, hear it again. When you really, really go, my thoughts are options. I don't have to believe every thought that populates into my awareness. I can choose what I'm thinking. It's a holy shit moment. The holy shit moment. Right. The holy spirit moment. Holy spirit, holy shit. It starts this necessary questioning and awakening process because it takes you out of your zombiness. It takes you out of your unconscious living, right? That you think everything's by default and you're the victim of circumstance and your mind's in charge and well, I'm thinking it, therefore it must be, right? And that's when you start to really tap into, I'm a creator of my life. What yeah. is happening? Yeah. Right? That's the whole, you're the problem and the solution, which is simultaneously at the time when you told me that, I was like, well, that's terrifying, but wait, there must be, there's some hope in there. I think there's hope, I think there's hope in that statement. But hope, it's the most power you'll ever have. Isn't it so much better to know the only solution you need lies within you so you're not dependent on the weather and geography and your spouse and your friend from high school and the industry to be a certain way? You are the common denominator. You are the singular solution you will ever need. And the route to access that lives in your ability to invest internally in your healing and your growth and your ascension. A hundred percent. And let me say, when I look back on that moment now, it was the first time I realized that I was not my mind. I, until that point, thought I was my mind. So I thought the thoughts I was having were me. Mm -hmm. And so when you first realize 
that you are actually in control of your thoughts, that you can choose your thinking. And and this is, listen, for people who are listening to this right now and they're like, what the hell are these two talking about? I get it. But they're, when you really realize that you don't have, that your thoughts are options, that you don't have to choose them, that is when all of a sudden the power of choice becomes like the biggest power you could possibly have. Because I could write a story that goes like this. Liz was 50 and miserable. She had a sister who was constantly attacking her. Her family didn't love her. And so she just decided she was going to live in misery and chaos. And that was the life she was meant for. Misery and chaos. Family who don't love me. Nobody appreciates me. I don't know what I'm here to do. And I'm too scared to look into it. And it was just, I was just going to continue living that way. The podcast was a door. It opened a door to say, oh, you know what? There could be different things. And the pandemic was a door. Oh, wow, you could do life differently. You don't have to be planning everyone's birthday party and going out every night. Actually, you could be staying home and taking care of yourself and doing other things. Like all these things were doors. But when you start to just entertain the notion that you are not your mind, you are a spiritual being that has a mind, but you are not your mind because then I can prove it, right, Tracy? I'm going to move my left hand or right now. I'm going to lift my left hand up. Now I'm lifting it up higher. Now I'm going to bring it back down. I just told my mind what to do. You're the fucking director of your mind. And when you realize you have the director's chair, your fucking name is on that, like in the movie sets. You have a director's chair. It says Tracy Litt. Mine says Liz Swadek. And we can fucking direct anything we want and we can have and choose any life experience we want. When you really get down in that and feel that, Life is fucking amazing. It is amazing. And I just have to say, I'm sitting here in awe because this is what certification does. Yeah. Like look at like tapping into and speaking it. So it's who you are now, right? It's who you are now. That's what embodiment is, right? It's putting into action and into our bodies that which we want to get better at and practice, right? And that's, I'm just, I'm in awe of you watching you reflect this back. (laughs) because it's your work right right but it's like ah, it's amazing and that's why we're all on the mission that we're on that's why it's so great to be alive right now we are in the consciousness revolution right you can now listen to a gorgeous episode like this and you can start to change by choice or you can fight against it and you can wait for cancer or divorce or a layoff or something catalytic that's going to make you go oh shit i need to start taking a look at myself and the whole like biggest my biggest desire is you guys just come do it by choice like, it's just so much more fun it's so much easier right like come learn about your magic right it's called mind magic but mind magic isn't magic you're the magic and when you are when you're open and willing to tap into right who i am so powerful Ooh, look at how capable I am, right? You know, one of the most famous quotes of mine that I am quoted for over and over again is who you have been is zero indication of who you're capable of becoming, right? Yeah. Don't we want to get to the end of this gorgeous journey? Like I want to be on my last breath and I want to look back and be like, damn girl, you fucking played. You failed. You succeeded. You were nourished. You laughed. You cried. You squoed. Squozen, squeezed out every piece of aliveness that you could have possibly, you felt the pain, right? It's all of it. That's what it means to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's glorious. It's glorious. I, I, 
I love what you just said, because this is something that's been coming up in the masterminds recently is pain pushes until the vision pulls. This is a Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith. It's the most beautiful quote I've ever heard. Pain pushes until the vision pulls. What does that mean? That means you can either choose to create a vision for your life. And that's part of this mind magic work. It's something we do in the beginning, which blows people's mind because they're like, I'm in, I'm not in a good place, Liz. You want me to write a fucking vision? I'm like, I do. Isn't it fucking amazing? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But pain pushes until the vision pulls. If you don't have a vision for your life, you'll get that. You'll get whatever by default anyway. You're going to get something. But if you, when you are transforming, most people transform through pain. Oh my God, I got fired. Oh my God, my husband just said he wants a divorce. What that looks like on the other side of it is you leave the job before you're fired because you don't like that fucking job. Right. You never did. Right. They don't fucking like you there. You don't like it there. And instead yeah. you stay because the paycheck's good. It's the golden handcuffs. And even though it's toxic as fuck, you're like, I'm just going to stay because I mean, I don't know what else to do. And then they fire your ass. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And then you're, and then you're devastated and then you're devastated, even though you've been calling that in for months, right? We're not realizing, yes, that you're not picking up the phone because the call. I love this. I can't even deal with you. Yes. Pain pushes until the vision pulls. And that's such a good point that you made that you make the choice so much easier to make the choice and say, Oh my God, white, my marriage is really not good right now. I need to figure this out. Like, I got to go soul search and figure out like what, you know, where we seem to like be really growing apart. I got to like, see, like, is this natural, the end of our relationship? And that's just the way it's going. And that's probably the best for both of us. Or do we need to kind of reignite things? And do we need to kind of get back in there again and look at ourselves and ask ourselves? So it is really, really true. This kind of work. I mean, a lot of people do make really big changes after doing mind magic, after doing my version of mind magic is called limitless warrior. That's my, cause I was certified in your program and that's what I teach. And of course I teach it with my own flavor, but it's also your, it's your principle, but people make big changes after limitless warrior and have big realizations. And that's so beautiful, but at least they're going to do it from the place of they're making the choice. It's not that the pain comes and they got to make the choice anyway, just get the default. Yeah, of course. Well, that's part of it's like, there's lots of different paradigms that we're breaking down and introducing new ones. And that's one of them, because if you look at helping yourself in any way, if you look at self-help, if you look at therapy and you look at it through the lens of how we were raised and like what was available to our parents, let's just go one generation back, right? (laughs) Please. Even if you chose therapy, you didn't speak about it. You didn't discuss that you needed help, right? Now where we are progressively and have all of the scientific backing for, we are alive now and everything's available. There's healing and there's coaching and there's therapies and there's subconscious work and there's retreats. You have no excuse, okay? You have no excuse. And the paradigms of martyrdom and self-sacrifice and being shitty to yourself and being mean to yourself, it's over. You need to let it be over. It is actively killing you slowly in spirit and in soul and physically and emotionally. And it actually doesn't have to be that way. There's a whole different way of leading and loving and being and recognizing the truth of your power. This whole thing, this meat suit and my connection to energy and my ability, like you say, you're like, 
Principle one, I am not my mind. Okay, cool. So I can be done being my mind's bitch and it's just driving me into emotional addictions and it's just making me feel terrible about myself. And instead, I can be the director of this thing in between my ears because in actual fact, this thing in here, this brain, oh, it is just waiting for you to give it that direction, right? To really, like you say, be that director. And then you embody that next level of yourself, that character in your movie, to use your analogy of the director's chair, right? You are literally, you can pause right here, right now. You can let go and disinvest from your every story you've been in. And you can say, I am ready to experience a completely different version of myself and my life. Watch me. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I feel like in this full circle moment, just so people know, you came on my podcast, my cute friend, Pam, who, by the way, Pam, Pam Rogers is launching a podcast with me, with her good friend. I cannot wait for you all to hear it. It's going to be freaking amazing. But Pam, my dear friend from college, listened to your episode with me and said, I just love her. I'm going to go to her retreat. And I was like, what retreat? Because you weren't over here selling it, Tracy. We were just going to be friends. And I was like curious about you. And I was, of course, probably would have found out about it. But Pam's like, well, I'm going to go to her retreat. And I was like, well, I want to go to her retreat. So I went to your retreat, which is was called Worthy Human. Now it's called Powerhouse. And I went there and like a dumb, dumb dummy raised my little hand the first day to answer the question, oh, you think we're living in lack or scarcity? Or do you think we're living in abundance? How do you think we're living like most of the days of our lives? And I talked to my table and I was the, you know, of course I volunteered to be the one to speak. And I really had gone to this retreat, as I've told you many times, to observe. Because I thought, well, maybe I want to run a retreat for warrior women, or I want to see kind of what tra- how Tracy does this. I was really going to observe and not play. I was not going to engage, which is, that makes me laugh. I mean, let's just pee our pants laughing about that right now. There's no world that sh- and no one can show up to powerhouse and not engage. It doesn't even work. You can't even do it. No one can hide from you. So here I come and I say something and you come down off that damn stage and have your little Janet Jackson rhythm nation microphone on and you start heading over to me and I have the microphone, right? So I get to narrate this moment. Tracy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you coming off the stage? People are pissing their pants and also so glad it's not them. (laughs) And people who've been there before are enjoying this like no other people because so many people keep coming to your retreat year after year. That actually shocked me when I first started going. Why are they coming back for the third year? What the fuck is going on in this group? Now, of course, I'm in my third year, just signed up for my fourth. So now I understand. But you came off the stage and you said you put your hand on my chest, which instantly brought tears to my eyes. Because when do we ever put our hands on another woman's chest? Never, never. And you put your hand on my chest and you said, tell me again what you're here to do. And I said, I'm here to love people. And you said, yeah, that's what you're here to do. And I was like, where did that come from? I've never said that before. I didn't know what that meant. But then I knew that was like kind of another door, another beginning for me. And at that retreat, you offered your coaching program for the first time. You were going to have your you know, first round of these wonderful mind magic practitioners. And I signed up for that program as if I had the money in my back pocket. And it was not cheap, by the way. And I didn't care. I was like, I'm signing up for this today. Yeah. And I have never been the same since, right? Launching these masterminds, being a coach, 
coaching women, you know, teaching mind magic, you know, my version, Limitless Warrior, it has changed my entire life. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. You've really been everything to me. See, I waited this long to cry. I did a really good job. You did, but I had, this is really a full circle moment. And thinking about all the women I met in my coaching program, which by the way, I didn't tell them I had never coached before. And they were all coaches, most of them, or some of them. And so the first time I went up and you had us kind of mock coach somebody and I did it and I sat back down and I said, that was my first time. They all fucking turned to me. They're like, what? I said, that was my first time. They're like, you're so good. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just doing whatever you guys are doing. So you really elevated my life to such a level. And I'm so grateful for what I know now and who I am now and how I feel every day, which is fucking amazing. And it's nice to feel fucking amazing every damn day. It really feels good. Uh, Yeah. So let's not forget that last thing you just said, but I have to just acknowledge this. Just what this beautiful community of listeners is witnessing right now is so important. This is what women look like in unconditional love. This is what women look like in collaboration. This is what women look like in trusting themselves and one another. This is what it looks like to be scared out of your fucking mind, which I was before I did any of this, and answer the call, right? Because the vision was the loudest thing there was. Now we're sitting here and you are in your own elevated version, which like, there's so, like, I have so many versions to come because I see it, right? And your service and your life and your family and your community and your freedom, emotionally, physically, financially, mentally, right? Like this moment in time is what it's all about. That's what it's all about, right? Saying yes to yourself. Yes, I'll go to that retreat. Yes, I'm going to do the certification, right? Me saying yes. To, this is it, you guys. Like, it's not really this complex formula that you have to keep figuring out. Let yourself be seen. Let yourself be heard. Lean into the risk. Fucking love the women around you. And then we are satiated. Then, like, literally the world could fucking explode right now, and I promise you I will have died so fucking happy. So, like, okay, I did it. I did everything I could do. Yeah. Yeah. And I am a manifestation of everything that you've built out, which is so cool. I'm just like. It's so cool to. I can, I've told you this before. Sometimes when I go to Powerhouse, I step out of myself and I float above the room and I watch you. And it really makes me so happy because I think, oh my God, it's so, it's so wild to have a tangible manifestation of everything you've built. And you have all these women. Now you're on your what number cohort of practitioners now? This is this, this is our third. This, this is the third right group of women who are going to sign up. And you can, I'm going to put the link in here. You can sign up to be a mind magic practitioner. It's such a wild, fucking awesome ride. It's so beyond becoming a coach or getting a fucking certificate. It's oh, yeah. so fucking beyond that. I mean, I have the best friends of my life are in this coaching group. We have a constant Marco Polo going, which is fire. And it's the b- funniest, most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. But really, 
it's a tangible manifestation of all your work and how the work is continuing to flow out and people using it in all these different ways. So, so beautiful. I wanted to talk to you also because you are my mentor coach and because we now can have a whole different conversation than we had when I was literally, you woke me up the first time I met you. Now we can have a whole other level of conversation, which I'm so excited to have. And the thing, the conversation I wanted to have was based on something you brought up in Powerhouse, but ironically and not ironically and unbelievably, but not unbelievably, because everything is so believable. This was something that I came to Powerhouse with, these things you were talking about. So when you started talking about it at Powerhouse, Vaughn, our beautiful Vaughn, breathworker, fantastic healer, looked across the table at me like, holy shit, it's everything you just said the day before that we were thinking about, which is talking about oneness versus separateness. Oneness versus separateness. This is sort of a higher level way to think about all the work that we are doing and all the things we have discovered. Because just like you said, it's simpler than it seems. Everyone's like, but I don't know. My husband's a dick. I hate my job. My teenager is screaming in my face. None of that is even a problem mm-hmm. when you are focused more on your oneness mm-hmm. versus your separateness. So first, let's. can you give us, I'm putting you on the spot, but can you give us a little <laughs> definition of- I thrive on the spot. <laughs> Yes, you do. What's a little, what's a definition of oneness? If I had, if for the people who are listening, who are like, what the fuck are these two talking about? We don't even know now. Okay. Now they've really lost us. Cool. Also side note question. Will they be able to see video or is this audio only? It's going to be video snippets. Yeah. I'm just going to say yes. Right, cool. I just in case I draw something. So I was just wondering. Okay. okay. So oneness is the scientific truth Okay. Truth. That means any part of your psyche that wants to be skeptical is serving its function of self-protection. But what I'm telling you isn't like debatable. It's not like you could be like, well, maybe I'll believe that because what I'm telling you is scientific truth with a TH at the end. What's true for you is subjective and you can choose. What's truth is fact. Okay. I just want to clear that deck. Oneness is the scientific truth that we are all derived from pure love and pure consciousness and pure energetic connection. That there is a energy, an energetic connection among all of us, no matter the race, the creed, the size, the traumatic background, whether you came from money or you didn't, or your parents were divorced or not, or what generation you're in, we are all connected because we are all derived, born from source, from pure energy, from pure love, from pure consciousness. And therefore, we are part of a larger oneness, right? And this is energetically speaking. This is frequency speaking. So then it's important, I underscore, you are energy. It's a big part of the work. It's a big part of the understanding of your capacity. You are, when we say, and you teach, right? You are a spiritual, energetic being having the human experience. It's recognizing that we are more energy, more wave than we are physical. 
And when you allow yourself to operate from the oneness, which connects to your inherent wholeness, which connects to the fact that you are pure love, that connects to the fact that the universe is your safety net, that everything's happening for your highest good. You're operating this oneness. And what's happening in your body as you're listening to me, you're like, oh, okay, okay. And you're relaxed and you're open and you're expanded and you're trusting. And all of a sudden, all of the shit that you were myopically obsessing over and stressing over that lives down here in separation and your humanness, right, just goes away. Because when we recognize the scientific truth of our oneness, everything becomes so small in a good way. Everything becomes so like, is that even a thing anymore? Do we need to talk about that? Right? Because... There's something so much bigger than us at play here. Yeah. And it's our, it's our third dimension, our height, depth, weight, materialistic world, which is where separation lives, right? So if you look at it like oneness is up here and separation is down here, right? This is our highest frequency and the waves are super, super tight. And then as it gets slower and slower and slower and slower and slower and slower, what we live materialism, which is on the bottom, that's driven by lack and separation, right? I am separate from, I am separate from others. I am separate from my desires, right? And that works in the third dimension because it perpetuates what the third dimension is driven on, which is materialism and external need. So if I'm separate from it, I have to continue to chase it. If I'm separate from it, I have to fit in. Whereas you come up here to oneness, you have inherent belonging. You're not playing the, I'm not enough bullshit game up here in your oneness, because your highest self sees you and knows that you're completely whole already. Right. So I'll pause there. Cause I could rant for a long time yeah, on this. I feel like I don't want to lose people. Good starter. Yeah. I don't want to lose people. I want to just read some words like oneness. When you're in oneness, you are in connection. You're in your purpose. You're feeling joy. You're feeling unity. You're, you're working from the internal. You're feeling your inner knowing. You're feeling clarity and confidence. When you are in separation, you are in a very low level. I call it subterranean parking thinking. It's my favorite. Depression, anxiety, loneliness. You're focused on the external. You're, you love to compare yourself to other people to see how shitty you can feel about yourself. There's clutter. There's fear. So that's the difference. So how, let's talk about I mean, it's a great, the great lie is, is that we are separate because you're right. We come from oneness, right? We come from this connection when we're babies. Like I make the joke all the time. Like when you were a baby, were you like, oh, nobody look at me. (laughs) Nobody look at me. And oh my God, my thigh is so big. Don't you take another picture. My thigh is huge, right? I mean, that makes me pee my pants. Sometimes laughing, thinking about it. We are born whole. Correct. We want love. We want everyone to love us. We want everyone to look at us. We want, we're visible. We just want, we want love and we want to be with everybody. Right. And we love other human beings and we're in wonderment about the sky and the trees. And we're looking at the window and we're seeing things like we're in this wholeness and this oneness. And then over time, right. We start to forget that we are from the source that we are in this oneness, right? Or just life fucking sometimes smacks us. Life, as you say, life gets lifey and then things happen. And then we really get knocked down and it's really hard to access that feeling anymore. So what leads to separation? Like how do people really get that separate? Because if we come from the oneness, right? Like, shouldn't we be able to just like lock into that shit all the time? Like, I feel like when I tell women this concept, they're like, it takes a minute 
you know, and I like to use the word soul too. Like that you're like, your soul's on this like journey. Like your soul chose to be here and your soul's like hanging out and it's not really judging good and bad. It's like, wow, this is some wild shit right here. This is amazing. Like your soul's having a good time. Yeah. Even though you think something is bad or good, your soul is not like that. Your soul's like, oh, wow. Like it's another experience. So how did we get separated? I, how did this, how do we even forget our oneness if this is where we came from? This is such a great question. And this is like an underpinning to what the consciousness revolution is about and why it's so essential. Like that more of us, right, come out and continue to raise our frequency and teach this work and hold this work, right? It's a whole underpinning of certification. I could have just taught my own program and taught it to as many of thousands of people as I want, but no, the answer is for this conversation to start to track and us to get out of separation, everyone needs to raise their consciousness. So we, the first part of how we become separate is because life does happen to us. And through the course of things that go down in your life, right? Like your parents are fighting and your father abandoned you and you experience some abuse that starts to chip away and you start to develop a programming and a belief structure that tells you, I don't matter. I'm not enough. It's not safe. I don't belong over and over and over and over again. And that keeps you separate because it keeps you saying there's something wrong with me. I'm alone. I'm not enough. The ego starts to go into overdrive because in the third dimension, in the separation, the ego reigns supreme, right? So if you can also look, think like when we talk about demote your ego, promote your soul, we're saying the same thing. Be less human, be more energetic, right? Be less separate, be more of oneness. There's all kinds of fun ways to say it. So yeah. that kind of starts our separation. Me, 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 something wrong with me, me, me. I am separate from, I am not enough. Therefore I am living in lack. And the level of consciousness that our world is operating under is third dimensional. It's, it's like, you're literally like, you're, you're kind of get out of the quicksand, but the in quicksand is moving so quickly because your neighbors and your sister and your family and your friends and your job and the world at large is just feeding right into the materialism and right into the lack and separation. And every commercial is like, you are in lack by this car. You are separate from feel amazing. When you do that. all of this, it's, it's conditioning. It's a fucking control matrix and it's, gotta go. Hence all of us waking up and doing the work. So now when you're in lack and separation, you don't go to look within. You don't, you're trying to get that external. You're trying to get that external to make up for the hole. There it is. You think there's a hole there and you're going to fill it, but you're going to fill it not with all the love of the fucking source and beautifulness that you come from, but you're going to fill it with a Porsche. And my kid goes to Harvard and like, you know, whatever, jewelry. <laughs> yes, because the, 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 the material world that was built on lack and separation and our culture and society perpetuates that. So the whole message continues to be look outside of yourself because you're already separate from it. Therefore, it's not yours. Where is it? Go find it. Go chase it. Lack. There's not enough. There's not enough love. There's not enough money. You're not enough. And if you really start to pay attention, because now you will, that's how our society functions. That's how our society functions. 
which is what makes us all showing up like this so profound. I mean, look at you, Liz, look at your ripple effect. And you're just literally in the corner, like putting your light warmers on and warming up. Like, please, we haven't even started yet. Right. <laughs> you're like me and with our gear on, right. To really recognize that's what makes this work so non-negotiable and so profound because you've now you're raising, you've raised your consciousness. Now your children and your husband, right. And your mom and your clients and your beautiful warrior woman community. And now all of a sudden we have more like imagine this like little pockets of the globe, a little elevated consciousness. Ooh, they're closer to their oneness. Ooh, they're closer to their oneness. And before you know it, that's how we progressively create generational change, right? Over space and time, one beauty at a time going, mm, there's more than this third dimension. That's amazing. Where can I go next? Right. And that's, I think, what's amazing about this work, because I, a lot of women come into my group and they're like, oh my God, my husband this and my teenager this. And the amazing thing about this work is that when you work on yourself and when you really truly put yourself first, and for a lot of women, that is a long time coming also, is that they've gone so far back down the list that it's a joke. It's like the dog groomer buying cat litter is ahead of you. Like literally, and this is just what we do. This is just our minds telling us, Mishagas, that like, oh no, the laundry is more important than you taking a bath. In what world? In what world is your laundry more in touch to, in, important than taking a bath? Oh, I can't take a bath. I have too much to do. What do you have to do? What's more important than a fucking bath? Nothing. So when you when you start getting into that mindset, right, and putting all this intention on, I'm going to love and pour into me, suddenly you start noticing your kids and your husband and everybody starts going like, well, that's interesting. She's not killing herself to service us. That's interesting. She's not showing up in here and screaming at us because she's not stressed anymore because she took a damn bath in the middle of the day. So it really does transform your family and people around you. You also start to feel like you don't really have any more time for these kind of low-level, gossip-driven, driven women hating friendships. I have no interest in women who don't want to love on other women. If you don't want to love on other women, do not come even in my space. Now I can teach you how to love on other women. If you feel like, you know, you've been in a place where you can't love every other women because of what you've been through, I will absolutely help you with that. But if you have zero interest in loving women at all, and you're not open to changing that, I, I, that's, I'm not here for that. So I feel like once we start doing this work, once we start pouring into ourselves, the ripple effect, I mean, like I'm a coach. So of course there's a ripple effect. I have a, I have a bigger ripple effect in some ways, right? Cause I'm working with women, but even if it's, if you're not a coach, mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter your family, your children, and hence their children. Like you are literally, when you say generational change, like don't even take it so big. Just think about your little family and how important it would be to see your children not being stressed and pressured, feeling like they have agency over themselves and that they're on their own journey and that they can make choices and feeling confident and feeling like, oh my gosh, like I, I have tools to like regulate myself. And I think I, I am whole. Uh Uh-huh. Which is everything our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation and our great grandparents' generation didn't have the knowledge the technology and the understanding to know. And when you know better, you have to do better. 
Like, and I need everyone to really hear this. You don't get to hear this conversation and then go bury your head in the sand and then go looking for a therapist to help your kid, but put them back in the same chaotic, dysregulated home because you're not working on yourself. It's a non-starter, right? That's why it excites me to be alive right now because we're right here. We're like in the revolution and everything is available to you. And now that we know better, we have to do better. We have to do better. And I wanted to circle back because it's such a gorgeous topic. Like it could be three episodes. That concept you were saying about, you know, now women and and this community you're in and, you know, how much time we realize wasted. And me too. Like, I mean, I, I dismantled friendships back in the day that were driven on talking shit about other people, right? And gossiping. But what I want everyone to recognize is what's happening in those moments is you're, you are desiring connection, but you're doing it in a really unhealthy, disempowering way. So you think if you sit and you have coffee or you have a bottle of wine and you talk shit about everybody and you bitch and you gossip and you whatever, you're having a great girl's night. But what you're really, really doing is dishonoring the little girl that exists inside of you, right? Because you're too afraid to get vulnerable about talking about yourself and what you really, really want to be seen and heard on. And it's one of those things that falls under the category of just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. It's not normal. Right. right. It's not normal. And when we start to go, okay, like you said, I'm not available for that anymore. I either want to be quiet. Yeah, or, this, when you said this the other right? day, I was like, this is so me. I have two speeds. You said, <laughs> I get uh, either qu- dead quiet, like, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear from another person. And like, deep, 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 deep conversation. I was like, I feel this. I feel this. <laughs> Right. And that's what happens too. when you really tap in because you're like, ego wants to speak for the sake of speaking. I don't want to speak. I just want to say I'm quiet and be within myself. Or I want to have meaningful fucking conversation. Right. And both of those are very satiating and healthy forms of connection versus complaining and gossiping, which gives you a false sense of connection. But really, you feel like shit. And you're lowering your energetic frequency the entire time. And then you're wondering, why, why is my life like this? And it's like, mm, look at yourself. It's not a mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how, if people, so we're talking about oneness and separation, how can, how do we move into oneness? Because, you know, for some people, they're like, Liz, this is so fucking conceptual. Like, give me the tangible. It's like, how do I begin to move into this belief and this feeling that I am from source, that I am whole, that I am part of this oneness. Like, how do I move towards that? Ah, well, you're going to have to listen in for part two to find out that juicy answer to that question. Thank you for joining me today. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star written review. Remember, every woman has a story. You just have to ask her. Bye. Bye.